0: There we go. And that way, hopefully, it won't like bang, like table sounds banging and stuff. Because it's in the cup. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. Okay. We'll play with it and see what
1: the sound is like.
0: Yeah.
1: We made. What did you say before that there's like a
0: mic extension thing that you can get for? Yeah, because there's just like a mic in and a mic out. So, like, you can literally just mic into it. Right. And there's like sensitivity ratings and stuff like that. Sweet. Okay. Cool. I think uh, so that we could this. Yeah. The...
1: I think that is one of the distinguishing factors of um, Chinese medicine and traditional medicine in general the concept of health revolving around responsiveness as opposed to strength, immunity and basically being um, detached from the movement of the environment and how the environment's changing. That the view of health doesn't really have anything to do with being detached from it, but actually adaptive and like a, an appropriate responsiveness to the environment's changes.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, like you hear people say, like, oh, you know, my husband never gets sick. Mm-hmm. And I actually always want to think to myself, like, I'm certain he gets sick but it's it's for like eight hours Mm -hmm. you know like he Mm -hmm. woke up and was like a little bit congested and like a little bit sore throat and like oh am i getting sick and then he just didn't Mm -hmm. right and so then he quote never gets sick Mm -hmm. because people just assume that getting sick means three days out five days out seven days out you know and so like like his defensive cheese just naturally like stronger for a variety of reasons and therefore he quote doesn't get sick but he does So the real measure isn't that he never gets sick, it's that he got sick and returned to health really quickly. Right. Like that was the actual, like the refractory movement was just that that little piece. Well, and a lot of people that like have,
1: say chronic illness, like autoimmune disease and stuff like that, they don't actually get colds very much. Like they don't get acutely ill very often. Mm. Some people can even go years without getting a cold. But in that case, um. What I've seen from like treating people in the clinic and just like other cases is that when you start working with people, they start getting sick, mm. right? And the way that I think about that is their body just wasn't their weighty wasn't engaging before, you know, their body wasn't wasn't even engaging in the changes of the environment because it was too overburdened with. Other stuff.
0: So why wouldn't they have gotten sick then?
1: I think they. I think they do get ch-
0: challenged in the
1: same way that a sickness challenges somebody. But I don't think it puts up a f- like. I don't think their body puts up a fight in the right way. So like, if you use like the six stage model or the six Liu Jing model, it could be more like um, if a person's in Tai Yin or Shaoyin disease and they get sick, they don't really get the same symptoms as somebody who has more yang, who would appear like as a yang pattern or something like that, right? Sure. They, they actually appear more like a yin pattern,
0: like. So they, I mean, they get sick, but it's not like fever, running nose, exactly. like stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like, I'm super depleted. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can function. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay.
1: Because the sickness is the chronicity of the illness. It's just like going into that instead of mounting a normal
0: response, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to like associate, like to think to yourself, like I have this autoimmune condition and I don't really get sick that often. It's just the same kind of problem. Like you are, it's like the same kind of problem as my healthy man example, right? Like you actually are sick. Mm Mm-hmm. You just didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. I feel weird saying that, though. It's like, actually, you've been getting sick this whole time. You didn't know. Like it You sounds... think you've been healthier, but actually you've been more sick. Yeah, it sounds like a, a really good way to sell shitty supplements. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. Mm-hmm. You've been sick this whole time. Buy our product. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Humanity is
0: sick. <laughs> Buy this to improve your... Mm-hmm. Immune system. Exactly. Whatever the fuck that means. Right. Boost your immune system. Boost it how exactly?
1: The immune system, like even the phrase immune system, is indicative of the view that the medicine, that biomedicine comes from. Right. Right. That we have to have immunity from our environment is exactly like that is indicative of that view.
0: Right. You need to be strong and have a very powerful shield. Right. Like, you, you need to be a Spartan. Right. Basically. And if because you're not a Spartan, like, well, wop-wop. Mm-hmm. Man, that's wild. And then, of course, I guess, like, if you start working with them, and they're stimulating the qi, you're circulating and moving stuff with herbs and needles. Interestingly, the way qi is stronger, which means it's mounting more of a defense, which makes the appearance of illness... Like the sort of classic fever, running nose, chills, more apparent, right? Because your body's fighting, right? Makes it seem like you're actually sicker, but ironically, you're actually healthier, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, because you're responding. Mm-hmm. You're actually responding to the environment. Mm-hmm. There's a case case study I read about um, a while ago where there was a like a, a kid who had some form of cancer. I think it was. Um, like some kind of bone cancer or something like that. And the approach that the doctor was using to treat was some kind of aconite, like some kind of FUTSA, heavy FUTSA formula. And it was going well. And then all of a sudden it stopped going well. Like it just didn't work anymore. Yeah. And the kid was doing worse. And the, the doctor tried a bunch of different things, but what ended up working was a Chaihu formula. And the way that they explained it later theoretically is that they had been like basically adding, tonifying the fire, like the ministerial fire of the body. And then there was enough fire in circulation to then show a blockage in the same way that like if a river is running Hmm. and there's not much water moving through the river, it won't show all the rocks and like all the... Crap in the way, right? right? Yeah, it won't like the dam won't be affected if there's no
0: river exactly, or, right? There's yeah. like nothing in the space. Hey, hey, what's up? Um, for a decoction service for 300 grams, how many shit. days? Um, seven days, probably 0.8. 0.8 still, yeah, okay,
1: 300 grams total,
0: 315,
1: yeah, yeah, seven days, mm-hmm. yeah, 0.8. Okay, thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like there's no there's no equivalent for that in biomed. Right. Right. There's no there's no equivalent for like I don't even know how you would try and think about that through a biomed lens. Right. right. That's
1: like, that's one of my points is like it's such a unique view.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you have to even be strong enough. In order to show illness, mm-hmm. like if your weakness, if your deficiency is too great, you don't even seem sick, mm-hmm. but in fact, like you are sick. Sorry. That's good. What's up? Okay, this looks like it's almost for just one day, or I don't know what a sixteen-ounce jar is, but oh yeah. So this, this patient and practitioner just yeah, you're you're right on the same point. So it's still seven days. It is okay. Yeah. You know, we used to before COVID, used we used to, to do to jars. jars. Right. Although th- this patient or this practitioner never got orders from us at that time. So okay. I don't know why. Maybe they heard from someone else. Right. So I don't know what the deal is. But no, you're, you're on point. So, okay. yeah, 0.8 gallon. And then, yeah, for this one, I want to say actually, you know what? Actually, just do this is like the third time I've cooked this. Just do 0.7. Okay. Because I think I always have a little bit extra. Uh huh. So, okay. yeah, do 0.7. All right, sweet. Thank you. Yep. Well, and that goes back to like the Liu Ming thing when he talks about that the the break in conceptual medicine between like that the Chinese invented the deficiency model. Right. Right. And like Galen didn't. Right. The Romans didn't have a concept of of deficiency illness, only excess illness. And so, like, if you just weren't strong enough to, you know, have all your blood drained out and mm-hmm. built back, well you know, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. There's just a loss. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because like in this case, like that's really what we're looking at is the, the concept of deficiency being played out in an even more direct scale. So like you're so deficient that you can't even appear ill. <laughs> right. Even though right. And the weird part is like, it also differentiates the illness there. Right. Because the, the root problem is your deficiency right Right. but of course the top the top problem the branch problem is this infection right that you're dealing with but you can't even really show your proper response to the infection because you're so deficient right on the back end yeah that's and you know that's like a hard concept I can't imagine trying to like explain that to a patient really oh, like yeah. an, unless you had like a lot of time and they right. were very nerdy about it right yeah 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 right they Just were they like, were a conceptual yeah a conceptual person right and we had been talking to them about chinese medicine for a while for a while (laughs) like they'd have to have a lot of basis before you could be like so let me explain to you kind of how this is working out because i hate the explanations that are you know like healing crisis um, Mm, right explanations although i suppose healing crisis is perhaps the closest alternative bio model to what we're talking about here right so it's like you're starting to feel crappier before you feel better because you're actually being made stronger therefore you can in fact feel crappy but in reality you're still on the path to to improvement
1: yeah i don't feel like i completely understand what a healing crisis is like even theoretically this is it's a homeopathy thing right like it's a yeah, homeopathy it's, term it's,
0: it's like yeah I think that's probably, I don't know if Hanuman is the one who like invented it as a term, but I've seen chiropractors use it. Right. You know, so I don't know. I, I always think of it as that, like, you know, the, the biomed alternative people, naturopaths, ah, right. sure, functional medicine doctors, like those people are the ones that use the phrase healing crisis. And like, I don't know, sometimes I see it and I think it's actually a cover for crappy medicine, mm, right? Yeah, like maybe you're, you're kind of like hurting people a little bit too much and you're just like, no, don't worry. Like it'll be better on the back end. And like, maybe, maybe it will be, I suppose if you have enough experience, you know, under your belt to really know that as a practitioner, but I think healing crisis is a, especially a severe one. You know what I mean? Like if you have someone with like rheumatoid arthritis or something and you start working on them and now all of a sudden they're having like incredibly violent flares, Mm -hmm. like being able to discern that that's a healing crisis, quote healing crisis, as opposed to, you making it worse Mm -hmm. like that that's not easy that is not easy you have to have experience at least the thing that we're talking about though from a chinese medicine point of view provides a little bit of theoretical structure for what would appear to those other folks as a healing crisis Mm -hmm. so like i've been working on you and now suddenly you're getting colds all the time and then i could say oh that's a healing crisis right because it's on the path to being better The problem, though, is that like the alternative biomed folks like healing crisis is the term. And then the other stuff that you'll see is it's like purging toxins and like just really like nebulous. Well, that goes back to that view. Like
1: it's weird how the alternative health world, quote unquote, alternative goes like toward supplements. Yeah. Right. Like that. Even the term supplement, if you think about that is based in the same model of health and disease because the, you need all to be the, boosted all the other stuff is about excess that's roman medicine yeah. right like yeah. we've got to take out the bad blood we've got to take out the bad stuff whatever yeah. it is cut out
0: that diseased organ exactly <laughs> yeah
1: so then the alternative to that is to supplement which system, is which is the deficiency model which is the deficiency model yeah but it's just coming very late to the party in a, in, a, in a way that isn't world. very sophisticated.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And in fact, like <clears throat> the science of supplementation is still rooted in the medical science of excess. hmm Right. So like you're looking at a situation and thinking like, oh, this person, like here's this ideal health, right? This anatomical, psychological ideal. This person is falling short of it because, you know, they have asthma or they have ADD or whatever. So instead of using a pharmaceutical to make up the gap and restore them to this idea of, of a universal perfection, mm-hmm. we'll use supplements, right? But the rationale for getting from less than perfect to perfect is still along the same reductionist scientist model, right? Like, oh, why do you have ADD? Well, it's because you're missing some neurotransmitters right. that we you know, saw in a, I don't a blood test or whatever. Or our guess, Because we can't, sometimes we can't even really test for that stuff. It's just like, well, you right. have a series of behaviors that lead us to believe that there are some neurotransmitters missing, so we'll try this drug, or we'll try St. John's wort or yep. some other thing. But the reason that you're going to try St. John's wort is not because there's a long tradition of using it, or because it's warm and the person is cold, or like any of the stuff we think about. It's because there's some tests that show that St. John's, the active ingredient in St. John's wort mimics an SSRI.
1: Right, exactly. And you're like,
0: yeah, well, what the hell is the difference in that? Right. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, like, so it's not an SSRI. In fact, if anything, it might even be worse because you have to take more of it mm-hmm. or it's less controlled, you know? It's like that whole, uh, the whole no nitrates in the bacon thing. Sorry mm-hmm. about this, mm-hmm. with the celery powder. Because, mm-hmm. like, you, you literally cannot make bacon without the use of nitrite, right? Like, it's just... How it happens. Nitrites and nitrates are required in order to produce bacon that is like smoked and shelf stable and whatever. Because if you don't have that in there, when you put the bacon in an unfood safe temperature environment, bacteria will grow in it. Right. And you can't eat it. Right. <laughs> it'll spoil. It'll smell bad. It'll be terrible. But don't worry. Go buy your Applegate Farms, no nitrite added material. We're just going to dump buckets of celery powder in it. Mm-hmm. And oh, lo and behold, celery powder contains wait for it nitrates nitrates right and but we didn't add nitrites to it you know and i'm saying nitrites here but you know nitrites slash nitrates there's like a chemical transition process that happens there we're talking about the same end of two ends of the same stick and the crazy part is your Applegate Farms no nitrite added bacon could have more final nitrites in the product than one that came from your like death factory farm Mm -hmm. you know Hormel bacon because in that case, we know exactly how much nitrite we were adding because we added it as a single item. And celery powder is a natural product. I don't know. And just to be safe, probably should put a little extra in there. You know. Right. So then maybe we're eating way more nitrites. The whole, mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to avoid the nitrites. Come on, man. Right. So it's similar in this in this way with the St. John's wort in my mind. It's yeah. like, how much St. John's wort do you need to take? To help with your depression.
1: And how are you taking it? Yeah. By tincture? Are you... Capsule. You know, capsule. Going to the health food aisle. By the way, I think St. John's wort, of all the herbs that I've looked at in the Western herbal materia medica, is the closest one, well, theoretically, to maybe using, substituting chaihu for. Really? Yeah. If you look at the list of things that... Um, St. John's Wort Treats, Yeah, and if you look it up, it's classified in the Chinese Materia Medica as like a bitter, um, slightly cool herb yeah. doing mostly the same things as chai hu. Um, I think it it could be very promising, but of course you'd have to test it out in the same way that we test herbs in combination. The thing
0: that I would want to know the most about <clears throat> is if St John's Wort could harmonize in the way that chaihu does, and that's the key, right? Because we want to know if it that's harmonizes. That's the thing I want. Yeah, that it's cool and accurate and releases, and maybe could work well for a cold or whatever. Like right. that's all great, but there are a lot of herbs that do that. Right. And chai hu is unique, maybe not unique. There are other words, other herbs that harmonize, but certainly important. Perhaps the most important quality of chaihu is its harmonization ability. Right. Like, what yeah. is Chai-Hu time without... Without Chai-Hu. Chai. Like, yeah. Right. It's not the same thing at all. Right. Maybe we should get some. <clears throat> some yeah. John's I, have, I have some drying in my house as we speak. Yeah, you picked pick some? Them. Uh, yeah. We oh, grew nice. it and picked it. and uh, Actually, so bring that and let me buy some from, like, Mountain Rose. and let's, yeah. let's compare... Yeah, that's a good idea. ...the grown one and see if we can get a little taste profile mm-hmm. put together about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we should just try it out. Yeah. Problem with chaihu formulas though, I mean exempting maybe maybe Shao san or San in general, but like it's hard. like you we'd have to be sick. Right? I'd <laughs> and have right. to like have a need for Hu Tang, make Shao Tang with Saint John's port and then just see. Yeah, you need
1: it you would need a Yang mm-hmm. pattern of some kind mm-hmm. to be able to use it. Which we see all the time, but Yeah.
0: I don't know. <laughs> i want gonna experiment on the patients. Yeah. <laughs> Although some people might be up for it, <laughs> especially people who have had positive benefits from Sha tongue in the past, mm-hmm. we could rely on some of their subjective reporting, right, to say like, oh no, this was better or worse, and, right. You know, especially if it wasn't for cold and flu, actually, oh, yeah. because for cold and flu, like you know, some people just get better anyway, like whether we give them of our course. or not, yeah, just yeah. get better. So like it'd better for like a harmonizing pattern, like my patient who had like the abdominal pain the colicky mm-hmm. abdominal pain that was coming and going we used tongue for that mm-hmm. great success mm-hmm. that would be a cool spot to try yeah. like st john's wort at not to mention in that case when it's often the case there's an emotional component and oh, yeah. the biomeds and the, i guess the major paths really love st john's wort for mental health right right it's well like,
1: because it's like an ssri so they is, say. is the logic yeah. right so they say but yeah i think i think it could be used I've used a lot of um, Xiao Cha Yutong for seasonal allergies recently, yeah. Yeah. like treating seasonal allergies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the way that I've done that is by using the cough modification of it, where you get rid of Ren Shen and Da and you add in Gan instead of Sheng Jiang and you add in Wu right? which is the, that would be the cough modification. And that seems to work well. I like the sour flavor and the formula because I think the sour helps To buffer against the windy tendency of allergies, like Mm -hmm. the cough and a sneeze. Because it contains. Yeah, exactly. It contains. So a little bit of sour, I think, works well with that. But that would be a cool situation to try the St. John's wort in, actually. definitely. Because that would be a different sort of situation.
0: It's also neat. I actually have no idea what St. John's wort costs, bulk costs. You know, chai chai keeps getting more and more expensive. Right. Yeah. If St. John's Wort was a reasonable substitute right. and it was cheaper, mm-hmm. then that would be awesome for patients mm-hmm. right, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I love that modification of Shao Chao time with Uweza. Yeah. Because you know, like if you read Bensky, if you read Uweza and the Benski, there's a big uh, caution about like, be careful using Uweiza because the sour flavor could right. trap the pathogen yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know so you, you kind of have this like mild paranoia right when you get out of school and you're like oh so like has the pathogen completely cleared like I uh-huh. don't want to trap it you know yeah right and then here it is mixed into Shao Chayutang and maybe that maybe that's why it works there because Shao Chayutang is that open and closed exterior interior right. like it's an access you know point right and so you can put Uweiza in with that formula without worry that it's going to trap something yeah because the action of that pivot action of Chao Chayutang is just right. gonna naturally keep things open and closed where necessary. Right, right. You know? But I love that modification. I've been using Wu Weitza a whole lot more for all kinds of stuff.
1: Wu Weitza is super dynamic.
0: Also expensive though. Yeah,
1: it is. Unfortunately. Yeah,
0: yeah a lot of our big players are expensive. Chai Hu, Wu Weitza, Ren, like, you know, Bancha. Mm-hmm. all those like really major players are mm-hmm. so incredibly expensive compared mm-hmm. to like you know, the only thing that's not expensive, at least yet, that we use a lot of, too, is Gweijer.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: really nice. Oh, it's actually incredibly, so
1: nice. incredibly
0: cheap. Yeah. And is not that expensive, either. It's yeah. getting more, but it's not as bad as, like, Chayu.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, chaihu, and Bansha. Bansha is also expensive.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to look up... Elle was talking about having bancha
1: locally, right? Yeah, there's a apparently a Penelia varietal that mm. grows locally. She mm-hmm. was talking yes. about, like, maybe playing with it to use topically first to yeah, see if yeah. it
0: works topically well and we should remind her because I didn't think about it at the time but it is toxic unless processed yeah. uh-huh. so like don't don't brew that just yeah. straight out of the ground right like it has to be processed and I don't know I mean I think the jiang bancha that we use is just ginger cooked mm-hmm. so I think it's fresh herb fresh little root pieces boiled in ginger and water mm-hmm. and then cut and dried Right, sliced and dried yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Right. I actually don't know.
1: Well, there's like, uh, there was, I was talking to somebody, um, who does Western herbs, like is into Western herbs recently. And he was telling me that like, there was somebody who got in trouble because he was, he like made a tea out of wild ginger, right. That's local here in, in like Oregon, shishin. which is shishin. It's a, yeah. it's a Sarum.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And like made a tea out of it, and like served it to a bunch of kids, and everybody got sick. <laughs> Which, whoops, is <laughs> not that surprising, actually. You know, like if you, if I'm you, like how much did he use? Uh, that's the question. So how much did he use? What did he? How much did he cook? Because you know, like all of that would change yeah, yeah. the components of the. Although SAR. AA
0: is not damaged by heat, so the rusticulated right. acid, but they shouldn't have felt ill from AA. AA is something you don't feel. right? Right. It just damages your kidneys later. So I'm guessing that it was just crazy hot. Right. Crazy hot. Maybe
1: dry. (laughs) Dry. You know.
0: It took some kids who were already like young oriented and like spun them up. Yeah. They're all like nauseated with headaches and palpitations and stuff like that. Man.
1: I think people, under like, they hear wild ginger, and they think of, like, culinary ginger, and they think it's, like, the oh, yeah. same thing. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, let's make some ginger tea. Let's just make some wild ginger tea. Mm. And it's really not mm. the same thing at all. Sounds delicious. Yeah.
0: You're like, mm, no. And it's also not only that. Hey, right, come in. Hi. Um, someone's here to see you guys.
1: Oh, oh hey, it's Haruka.
0: Haruka. Haruka, come in. Yeah. yeah. How's it going, babe? Hi. Hey. Hello. <laughs> A little sweaty. <laughs> hot out there. It's okay. Good to see you. Good to see
2: you too. Welcome
0: in. What brings you back?
2: I'm going backpacking. Oh, where? Um, for the Olympic National Forest side. Oh, okay. And we'll be taking goats.
0: Goats. Oh, you're going, I'm with, going with with Amy. Amy. Yeah. Are you going to like eat the underbrush? They are. That's cool.
2: Yeah. They tend to like. Broken pieces of branches, so Uh it's trail cleaning.
0: I read an article in the Oregonian last year about so there's there's three herds of goats that Oregon and Washington use as fire prevention, Mm. and there's three people, three humans who are in charge of these goats, and like so it was a profile of this one guy, so he literally has like an eighteen wheeler truck like with a trailer on it for all the goats because it's a bunch of goats like forty of them or something, and he rolls up to this you know designated area and he just lets the goats out and he's like a shepherd and he just like Whoa. keeps them around keeps them around and they all have gps tags and stuff on them oh. and he like camps he like throws sets up a campsite and then they just like eat all of this stuff yeah. and Whoa. you know deposit all the the poop and stuff for you know regenerative purposes and it was an interesting article cuz like um, people in the rural area like know when the goat trucks around <laughs> And, like, people will come and, like, bring him food, like, drop off, like, casseroles oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff, and be, like, leave a note on his truck that's like, hey, if you want to take a shower, like, you can come down <laughs> this so way. Cool. Yeah, people are just, mean. like, super supportive of it. Wow. And I thought, man, what an interesting job. Like, yeah. super solitary, right? Like, it's just him mm. <clears throat> and the goats. And the other two people, I think, are both women, one in Washington, another one in Oregon. And it's a therapilot program. So it was, like, paid for by um, uh, fire management funds in both states. So, so it's to clear, it's to prevent fire? So they eat the underbrush. So the goats, uh-huh. the goats so will go through, because like one spreads, of the problems right. is like the there's so catches. much excess fuel right. in the forest because like, well, we, it hasn't burned, right? right? Right. And we just haven't been managing it in the right way. So the goats come through and they eat all the small plants, all the small twigs, mm. all the like pine cones and everything. They just like clean the forest floor. Right. So then it's mostly just like trees, like whole trees. So the fuel base, when a fire comes through, is much less Mm -hmm. so they can put it out more quickly, is the idea. Yeah. Very cool. So then you imagine like having just a whole, like all of Oregon just covered in goats. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like (laughs) eat all the forest lands, you know.
2: Yeah, and a lot of like the plants that do grow berries or whatnot for native animals, Mm. when goats eat them, the plants are, what's the word i'm looking for they,
0: when they get like shocked and yeah well they they'll
2: they'll burst out with more
0: oh uh, uh-huh. the next
2: season so that there will be more usually with more flowers and more berries or fruits uh-huh. so that there's enough for, for everybody like, yeah for everybody wow
0: yeah yeah it's cool, That's cool. very awesome if nature. only if only you could get like enough support like political money and support for a program like this right mm. i mean the fact that we even did a pilot is pretty cool right, right? but like yeah. what are the metrics for success right like, yeah, yeah it worked good point. The goats ate the plants <clears throat> not yeah. a bad fire season <laughs> should right. we do more you know what i mean like yeah. there's a lot of factors it's that? a cool job it's a cool mm-hmm. job yeah it's a cool job and they do it you know it's seasonally so they'll do it i think they start like late spring and then they go all through summer and into early fall and then I don't know. The article didn't say what they do with the goats in the meantime. Maybe there's just some pasture land that they just yeah, pasture yeah, in for the winter with barns and stuff. But <laughs> how know.
2: big are these herds?
0: Like forty. Yeah. That's a good amount of yeah, goats. Like Thirty to forty goats, all in these like tractor trailers that like get dropped off. Yeah, big big crew. And then you wonder like this is of course when you're thinking like the full cycle of it, but I was like. You know, at some point, the goats get old, and maybe they're not as productive, and, like, there could be, like, a regenerative meat cycle as well, (laughs) where, like, we could slaughter the goats humanely and, like, make food out of them, Uh and just, just, like, have, like, a whole program focused primarily on fire prevention, but through a regenerative cycle that, like, sequesters carbon and has humane slaughter and can provide food for local communities. Not that Americans have a lot of history with eating goats, but... Right, you know, if you stew them. Good fine, do, but yeah. Indian restaurants would buy them. Heck yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, make some Rogan Josh out of some Oregon free-range goats. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I bet those should, are some healthy goats. I was gonna too. say, I bet they'd be delicious. Yeah, they'd be like good. Eat all of this diverse food inputs and stuff. Uh huh. I'm sure that guy would be very. Sad to hear me talking about <laughs> killing and eating his <laughs> 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 but maybe not though. You know, farmers right. are like they have a totally different
1: headspace about those things. Oh yeah, mm. it's totally true. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the woman in Yamhill that we buy um meat from, beef and lamb, they like they love their animals so much. Like you go out there and they're just like petting them on the ears and feeding them special stuff, and like they're the barns in the winter are so nice and the pastures are so cool. But like they all of those animals will be killed like every yeah. year, you know. But yeah. For them, as meat farmers, it's just, like, it's what they do, you know, and so they just don't have the same qualms about it that right? I think, you know, non-farmer people do. Right. So They're not pets. They're not pets. Yeah. Although, the, what's weird to me about it them is, like, of... they engage with them like I would engage with a pet. <laughs> yeah, right. And, like, emotionally, I think that would be difficult for me. Yeah, sure. But for, for them, like, it's not. Or m- maybe it is, but just different. Yeah, you know? right. Right sure they know that there's this like mm. cycle that's happening yep makes sense plus they're on a big mission like kukulan farms well they're now source farms so they're like combined with another local farm that does more vegetable stuff and they do the meat side uh-huh. but they're super focused on regenerative agriculture across the board so yep. like they're like they sell meat and they sell vegetables but their actual mission is like restoring the climate that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which it's is a cool. interesting thing yeah yeah Malik, have you
1: met Haruka before? We haven't met. No, I'm sorry so I didn't. Haruka <laughs> Her, is also an N.U.M. grad. Oh, no way. She did cool. the research program, right?
2: Yeah. A couple mm-hmm. of years
1: ago, and we used to live together when we oh, were both right. in school. she's so nice. Just up the street friend. here in Hillsdale. Yeah, yeah. Wow. just, wow. just up, <laughs> up the street. Cool. Yeah, and Malik just graduated from N.U.M. Oh, cool. The mm-hmm. Chinese medicine program. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he just passed his first board, so we're... Proud
0: of them. First one. Yeah. Did right. you Thank ever? You.
1: By the way, did you do the podcast thing? I did. We did two episodes. Two episodes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We're thinking about doing more, but did you put it up? We did online. It. No. No. Oh. We're working on it still. So. By yeah. the way, you,
0: you guys are currently being recorded for our our, our pilot, podcast. Our pilot podcast. Oh, really? Podcast. <laughs> sure. We're doing a test. We're doing a test concept. This is all just sound test today. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like we've had this idea of like. You know, we talk all the time at lunch over lunch about <laughs> interesting stuff. That's yeah. true. And they're just like, why don't we just record our lunch conversations and like do it? Um, what's what's the asshole? Um, Joe Rogan. The Joe Rogan. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a Joe Rogan style with like basically no editing. And we just like yeah. Yeah. here it it's is. Not that right? much time. Right. To, How long yeah. does it last? I don't know. Sometimes half an hour. Sometimes it's two hours. Like who cares? You right. know, And just goes right on up. Yeah. And then people can can listen to it. So this is a test for mostly just the sound quality and to see like how us chewing and like <laughs> our uh, tapping on yeah, yeah. plates and stuff like is that annoying to listen mm. to but you know I kind of don't care yeah mm-hmm. on you some mean, level I kind of just don't care yeah. right like if you want to listen to us talking as long as you talking, can still hear what you're saying yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah as long yeah, as yeah. it's not too distracting yeah I love it I love it it's more about it's the content idea. anyway yeah, yeah. Right. exactly right no one's listening to Joe Rogan for its high value editing process <laughs> <laughs> like, and in fact
2: and if people can listen to him for like what six hours sometimes, sometimes yeah. then
1: yeah. yeah,
0: It's just
2: fine. Just
1: being part of that conversation. You yeah, flying really on the wall for it. it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And if you go back in time and listen to, like, the early ones, like, before it was on Spotify and, like, it was just YouTube streamed, like, this shit's rough. Like, <laughs> it's real rough. There's no order to it. It just starts. Like, it just starts in the middle of a thing and you just kind of roll with it, you know? And I listen to a lot of podcasts and, like, a lot of the ones, in fact, I guess all of the ones I guess I listen to, are pretty well curated mm-hmm. you know they've got producers mm-hmm. and they're editing right. content so it flows and you know they're very professional but a lot of times one of the shows i listen to is called the argument and it's a 28 to 32 minute slot every week no matter what and oftentimes like the argument is going well like it's two competing mm-hmm. points and they're working through stuff and then like they, they it shut it down because oh. like the thing is to 28 time. to 32 minutes oh. yeah and i'm always like ah, oh, come on like this is okay. a good convo you guys could have kept going deeper but the level of professional production and the fact that it's a new york times thing it's like you know contained yeah but we have no such predilection so right we can go for as long as we want to go for yeah
2: <laughs> until you have patience until,
0: yeah, until well, that, and that's kind of the thing it's like in. there's always it's kind of self-limited because we usually take lunch at one and there's almost always a patient at two mm. and so you know i guess there is like some time limit but maybe we're like 20 minute conversation yeah. or a whole hour right or sometimes, like, we'll have a, a break, you know, after lunch. There'll be a gap in the schedule. So we'll just keep talking, you know, and at some point I'll be like, oh, shit, we should, like, go do some work, you know, because we've yeah. just been talking about whatever we were talking right. about. So. Talking right. and drinking tea and eating yeah. Otto yeah. and Anita's desserts. That's right. Speaking yeah. of, that, I should have gone got some, but I didn't think about it. Now it's, like, too late, <laughs> now it's too late. Yeah, yeah, it's too late.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's also whenever I get pizza like this, that's, like, not thick crust. Uh-huh. I eat more slices of it yeah, because right. it's like not as voluminous. Yeah. And the okay. crazy part about that is all the crap that's like bad for my damp accumulation is, is the is, is, not is the that stuff part. is the cheese and the meat. Yeah. And the, so if there was just more crust, right? I could eat the same amount of pizza, feel satisfied, nice. and actually have less nice. trigger uh-huh. digestive oh, trigger no, stuff. No. Uh-huh. But in this case, I'm like, oh no, I can totally Thanks eat five slices of sure. pizza, right? Because okay. you know they're super thin and whatever. Yeah. But really, I just say five handfuls. Of cheese <laughs> right, <like> cheese <laughs> with, with a some, little bit of sausage, some sausage in there you're just, ah, just yeah right because the bread is like ancillary on this right. pizza you know. <laughs> which is why any, anytime people are like yeah you know so I do, I'll do interviews with people you know ask them about their diet and food and stuff and the way I phrase it is always like so are there any foods that you don't eat right and they'll be like oh yeah you know I'm like I don't oh, yeah. do I don't do gluten You know, I was like, okay, what did you notice? Whatever. It's like, well, you know, I used to eat like a lot of pizza and burgers and stuff like that. and Then I cut out the the gluten, and I just started to feel. Same same formula should work, you know. She'll be in, and I was like, cool. Well, was it the gluten on the pizza, or like could it have been like (laughs) any of the other things on it, like the red sauce, the onions, the cheese, the meat, and all of the things like in in concert together? Or I mean, it could be the gluten, but like we can't just immediately assume. That when you stopped eating burgers and pizza and you started feeling better that that was because of wheat yeah <laughs> right? right did like, they
2: just do e- keep eating <laughs> the same thing but with alternate buns
0: no a lot of times they cut that stuff entirely <coughs> yeah right? i see, I and,
2: see. Then,
0: and then some people will do the like oh you know i'll have a cauliflower crust pizza from time to time and that seems fine right and you know when i look at that i always think of just like the total bandwidth for irritants right so like if Wheat, mm. It was a sweet you know wheat is a sweet food, Chinese medicine wise and then you have all these damp foods, right? And then these hot items. you put damp and sweet and hot together for people with weak digestion and then, like it's a bad mix. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So if you took the wheat out and you put cauliflower in, which is neutral to cool, right? So now you've taken the pizza and reduced the overall impact of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you don't feel as bad. again, not necessarily because of the wheat, but because of the composition of the right. thing right, right. now? And that's, I've got a couple of patients that I've been doing direct, like, Chinese medicine diet coaching with lately. And this is something I, I'm still developing language for, to get them to think about their meals like we think about herb formulas, right. as opposed to just, like, the individual ingredients themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, all these things are, like, working together right. in this thing. To produce a final outcome, right, you know right, what I mean? right. <clears throat> so and the the amount <clears throat> and the amount, right. The yeah, amount it matters. matters a lot. It if matters. you just eat a shit ton
1: of whatever, it's gonna be too much. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna you're gonna feel bad afterwards. And if you eat too much pizza, you know. Case in point. Case in point. Yeah, handfuls
0: of cheese. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm actually fascinated by like I wish I could set up a study where like we actually don't control anything at all about what you eat, just quantity, quantity, and just to see, like, what the outcome would be. So, like, if you want some pizza, like, half a slice, mm. maybe a slice and a half, right? And we're not stopping you from a caloric point of view. You can go eat other things. I don't care about the, the calories. Mm-hmm. What I'm interested in are the trigger pieces, you know what I mean? So, like, I really want some ice cream. Could you just have, like, four bites of ice cream? Right now, that's a willpower question and everybody likes ice cream and whatever, but like, you know, even people who have like dairy problems or sweet food problems, if you only yeah. have four bites of it, like, would it matter? Right. You know, because, you know, everything is dose. Yeah. Literally everything is a function of dose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. What time do you got at two o'clock, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What time? Is it getting close? It's, Probably time. it's <clears> two. two.